All right. So today we're going to be looking at uh, how we motivate football players, right? What are the psychological principles for football coaches? And I'm going to read through uh, some principles that are found in the Delaware Wing T book in order of football. And it's going to be something I think you're going to enjoy. We'll talk about how we motivate players and how we can do that in the 21st century. And after a short word from our sponsor, you'll hear my thoughts on that. Okay, so let's get into our, our topic for today. And that's how do, we, how do we motivate our football players? How do we get them to, uh, to play the best of their ability? How do we get them to, to buy into our program and become, become owners of, of the football team, right? We want to build ownership uh, for, our, for our players. So, you know, we are in the time of covid here in in uh in West Virginia and uh, we can't play right now our county's red I've talked about that in some previous podcasts but since we we can't play I've been really thinking about how do you motivate your players when you can't when you can't even practice so you know that's calling them that's texting them uh, some guys are doing zoom calls I was trying to stay in contact with them right try to help them to understand what's what's happening and and how this is this is going to play out so we're hoping to get the gold which allows to play or yellow right which allows to to get back at it but it also this time has caused me to reflect upon how do I motivate our team and like I've said in previous podcasts I I think wisdom is good from <laughs> when it comes from people that are that are dead right meaning uh, it's older wisdom. It's the, it's something that has stood the test of time. And the older I get, that's what I look for. I'm looking for things that have stood the test of time, things that have tradition, and things that when, you know, 100 years from now, they're still going to be true and they're going to be good. So I've been reading uh, the book, uh, Delaware Wing T, uh, An Order of Football. And this book was published in the 80s, and the guys that published it uh, won a lot of games. It helped a lot of young men become uh, good young men, and this system has has stood the test of time. I had Coach Heron on the podcast uh, over the summer, and he ran the, the Delaware Wing T his entire career, I think except for one year, and that was a unique situation. But the Delaware Wing T is something that has stood the test of time and will stand the test of time. So I was reading, rereading the book. I've read through it, at bit, little bit, bits and pieces of it, not all at one time. But I was looking through the first part, and it talks about a psychology of coaching. And there's this numbered list on page 18, uh, which is numbers 1 through 11. And it talks about, uh, it says, here is a review of the psychological principles for football coaches. Now, I want to run through these, give some comments on these. And I really think that, especially now with those of us who aren't playing or <laughs> because of the color of our, our county or, we, or coaches that aren't playing because their state's not playing, this is something that we should reflect upon uh, as we try to get our seasons going at, at some point because at some point we're going we're going to get back at it, back to playing football, and we need to be, be ready to go and, how, and we need to understand how we can get our players to play to the best of their ability because – 
because scheme is important, right? Obviously, scheme is important. Um, I really am a wing T guy at heart. I like the wing T. I love a lot of the the misdirection, the principles of, of it. I uh, did a podcast on that recently, and uh, I think it's just a it's a great great offense. So let's get into the psychological principles for football coaches. Oh man, gotta get a sip of water before you start that. So, number one, the ability to communicate with the players is the most important attribute a coach can have. Be honest and be yourself. Teenagers, well, teenagers, but especially, but I think everybody can tell when you're being fake. So, be real, be honest, be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else, right? Be yourself. If you're a a fiery, energetic coach, be that guy. If you're more of a laid-back coach, be that guy. Be yourself. Be honest with your players. That's one of our core tenets of our, our program. And I think of most programs, right? Be honest with your players. Tell them the truth. I'm not saying give them your social security number, right? But be honest with them about the things you can be honest with them about. And that's something that I think will go a long way if you're honest and be yourself. Because people people can smell a rat, right? Spe- you know, Especially teenagers. Teenagers can will know pretty quickly if, uh, if you're if you're fake. All right. Number two, two things motivate fear of failure and anticipation of reward. I know I like to use the anticipation of reward. That's the biggest thing I like to use is that, uh, fear sometimes can get, it can get, it can get hairy. I think if somebody is just always thinking, Oh man, coach is going to be mad. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be punished. Right. Uh, but, the, the anticipation of reward is, I think, is the best way to do it. Is hey, let's do this right. This would be our reward, whether that's a win, right? Whether that's food, whether that's clothing, whether that's just affirmation from a coach, right? That's a reward, right? It's affirmation. Hey, buddy, great job. Uh, I really appreciate you you doing this to the best of your ability. All right, number three. View motivation from player standpoint. Be subtle. No one wants to be manipulated, right? Um, I can think of instances of you know, me being me, me as a player, me being as an assist, me being an assistant coach, me being a head coach of of coaches, and even sometimes myself. Right? You you manipulate a player to get what you want. Uh, hey man, view it from their standpoint, right? Be subtle. Uh, you know, try to get your players to play the best of their ability at all times. Don't try to manipulate their feelings, right? Those types of things. Uh, just try to motivate them in the best way that you can motivate that player because that's a very individualized thing, right? You're trying to motivate that specific player to be the best that they can be. All right, number four. Be sensitive to individual needs, even though football is a team sport. The most successful motivating technique may be to help each player get what he wants. Yeah, I mean, football is a team game, but there is a me in there, right? So yeah, you need good players to, to win games and to have success, successful seasons as far as wins and losses. So I think it's important for us as coaches, we preach team, right? And me is greater, or excuse me, the we is greater than me. But we can also help the players achieve their individual goals, right, as we move towards a team goal. All right, number five, answer questions before they are asked. A well-informed team doesn't ask why. So it's, it's important that 
we as coaches educate our players about why we do things and how things are going to happen and what order they're going to happen uh, about different processes that are within our program. Those are very, very, very important things. And if our players are constantly asking questions about things that we think they should know, instead of blaming the player, maybe we should look at ourselves and say, why is are, why are my players asking these same questions over and over again? And then we should look at ourselves as coaches and say, hey, I need to make this clear to them so they don't have to ask a bunch of questions uh, that they shouldn't be asking, right? There's, there's, there are certain things that they should know uh, going going through a season, right? Know their assignment, know what time to report for practice, what to wear for practice, uh, how do we act during pregame meal, you know, those all those types of things. All right, number six, create an atmosphere of ownership. The team belongs to the players, not the coaches. Like I, like we tell our players, I don't, I don't want to say all the time, people say that. We tell our players uh, a lot, and this is your team, that – I'm going to coach the next 20, 30 years, hopefully longer than that. Hopefully like 40 years. This is for the seniors, especially this is your last to rot high school football. So this is your team. You know, the 2020 team is, is, is a senior's team. Like this year's senior's team, the 2019 season, that was the senior's team. And that's, this is their last to rot playing football. Football is one of those sports where you don't just go to the park on the weekend, put the pads on and play, right? You can play two in touch, but that's different. So when you're done playing football, you're, you're done putting the helmet and shoulder pads on. So it really is about the players, and it's important that we give them ownership as much as possible of the team and what is taking place. All right, number seven, self-esteem begins with a sense of autonomy. Make the players responsible. So some guys give their players responsibility on what they call plays, right, or the signals. Uh, we give our guys a lot of autonomy, uh, you know, about music choice, about what, you know, when we have different uh, sets of uniforms, which we will have in the future, we give them autonomy over that. You know, what are we wearing at home? What are we wearing on the road? Uh, we give them autonomy as far as some things in practice. So uh, we tell them you do it, you do it, you do it right, you do it light, you do it wrong, you do it long. Uh, and those are just very, very simple things, right? We give them some autonomy about, you know, the off-season teams they're in, right? There are some different different teams uh, for, for different off-season events that we do. And I think it's, it's been fun, right, to be able uh, to give your guys uh, ownership. So number eight, uh, successful pep talks are the result of certain circumstances and are not staged. So I think it's important to inspire your team, right, to get them to play hard, get them to play fast, get them to play for each other. But let's not write the speech down and then prepare, then give it to the players. I think, like it says, um, they are the successful pep talks are the result of certain circumstances. So, as a coach, you have to be able to read the room and know what do I need to say to my team right now. And I, I think all of us as coaches can think about different times when we've said things to our team and it's helped them achieve. Uh, you know, a level of, of success that, that they may not have, achieve, have achieved without that pep talk. Number nine, save your team's emotional energy, create stability. And as a young coach, I've, <laughs> oh man, uh, sometimes I'm not very good at this. And I think I'm getting better, 
right? But we all can get better at this, right? Create stability in your program so your players know what to expect. As a coach, players need to know that you're going to be the same guy every day. That when they come in, they they know how you're going to respond to certain situations. And that gives the players a sense of stability. And, you know, I think we all coach players that their home life's not very stable. So it's important that us as coaches give them a sense of stability. All right, number 10, avoid the use of trite phrases, right? So let's not, you know, always, never, or the, the buzzword of the week, right? Or things that, uh, you know, as coaches, sometimes we say, but we don't really mean. I One thing I need to be better about as a coach is process what I'm thinking, right? And then pass that through a filter and then speak truth to my players and have it be true to what we believe as a program and what I believe myself instead of sometimes parroting other people uh, or things that your society is saying. So it's important to take captive the words that we speak to our players. And lastly, number 11, help your players develop a plan. And us as high school coaches, that there's a bunch of different avenues that come off that last one because we need to help them develop a plan uh, about how to be a good football player, right? What they need to develop to become better. Help them develop a plan to be a better student, right? To be able to graduate high school and go into college or trade school or military. And also have a plan to help them become a better person, right? That's spiritually, uh, socially. Help them develop themselves to be the person that they need to be. Because as high school coaches, you know, we, we coach them from the, you know, the ages of 14 to 18, give or take. But I think success as a high school, high school coach is what, what's your player like when they leave your program? How have we helped them to become great young men that can be positive influences on society? So just a couple of quick thoughts today. Uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, I am on Twitter at mind of a F B coach. Shoot me a direct message. I'd love to talk about, you know, the podcast. And if people want to be on the podcast, shoot me a, shoot me a message on Twitter. I'm looking for some, some guests as uh, we have some downtime here. So appreciate y'all listening.